Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Regional Roundup. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for our regional roundup. Malaysia is saying you'll not recognize unilateral sanctions in response to a proposed U.S. law to level sanctions against foreign supporters of Hamas and other Palestinian militant groups to our regional leaders set to attend the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit later this month. Lots of headlines to get through. A good friend of mine is on the line to help me out. Nicholas Fang, Managing Director, Black Dot and Director for Security and Global Affairs. Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good afternoon, sir. Good to speak with you. Good afternoon, buddy. How's it going? Not too bad, uh, considering Manchester United are playing tonight. We hope for the best. Don't jinx. Don't jinx. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Okay, mate. Uh, so, Malaysia's renewed their backing for Hamas, even with US sanctions looming. I want to get your perspective. Would you call this, I don't know, a rather bold move, seeing as how Malaysia seems to be a bit more vocal on this, say, compared to Indonesia? Um, I think for sure Malaysia and Indonesia as the two Muslim-majority states, large Muslim-majority states in this particular part of the world, have been vocal about their support for the Palestinian cause and, of course, in the current situation, Hamas. But at the same time, Prime Minister Anwar, as we were just discussing, has been a little bit more forthright in his declaration of support. But we also need to bear in mind that this is a consistent position. Malaysia has consistently expressed support and has, over the years, you know, Malaysian leaders have met with the leaders of Hamas. Um, but, you know, Mr. Anwar is the first Muslim leader to not only clearly state support for Palestine, but for Hamas, even as some Arab countries have refused to do so. So you're, it's not wrong to, to look at it and say, hmm, it sounds a little bit more vocal and more supportive as well. But, you know, I think when we look at Indonesia, potentially one of the challenges to bear in mind for that particular country is that they're building up to elections in February 2024. The potential for tensions to run high, for groups to clash in the lead up to those elections is certainly there. And if the country were to then inject Israel Hamas tensions and and sort of import that into the country, I think that would produce a pretty fiery and combustible situation. Mm. So, you know, that could potentially be one of the reasons why Indonesia might be a bit more circumspect relative to, to Malaysia in terms of expressing their views or support to any one side of the current Israel Hamas situation that's ongoing now. What does that do in terms of looking ahead? We've got the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit, Southeast Asian leaders are set to attend. I'm sure this is going to be a topic of conversation, you think? I think so. I think there is widespread expectation among a range of observers who say that Indonesia and Malaysia will want significant opportunities, whether it's in press briefings or other other public events, to express their views on the Middle East and likely to voice displeasure with the U.S. under President Biden because of their approach so far. Mm. You know, I think the, the reality of the situation in the, of the efforts by the Biden administration to bolster humanitarian support in Gaza uh, and the challenges it's facing, you know, in sort of managing its relationship with Israel, I don't think this is really fully understood on the ground in Malaysia and Indonesia, and it's potentially an area that the leaders of both those countries will want to talk substantially about uh, on the sidelines or even directly at the APEC meeting coming up. 
But more broadly speaking, obviously, Southeast Asia comprises of not just Malaysia and yeah. Indonesia. Yeah. Um, there will be interest from the other countries to see a little bit more development on uh, President Biden's Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, or IPEF. Yeah. I think it sounds like a, a, a good idea. Our Prime Minister, Lee Chen-Lung, has said that it's a good framework and good initiative. But I suspect people will want to see more concrete details, the greater granularity as to what it will actually mean. Yeah. The, the Biden administration has just called for new negotiating rounds around IPEF for trade facilitation, climate change, and things like that. Mm. But I think Southeast Asian countries will want to see more concrete developments in that particular respect. Mm. Uh, of course, the, the big, I wouldn't call it elephant in the room, but one of the big things that people will be looking out for will be the uh, C Biden meeting which is highly yeah. anticipated. Yeah. Uh, and I think we are all waiting to see the outcome of that meeting. And uh, for Southeast Asian nations and ASEAN member states, any tamping down of tensions between the US and China in this particular region would be most welcome as well. Um, yeah. So I think that there will be something which I saw. Very exciting. Uh, and, and I'm glad you brought up the China angle because seeing as how they have been playing a bit of a peacemaker and you know the, the stance that they've been taking, it'd be interesting on one hand to see the US engagement in the region, but also how they manage that relationship, as you mentioned. Oh, for sure. And, I, and you know, I think we've, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, one of the things that is sort of the most highest on the list of, of fears for yeah. many other states is having to choose between the major powers, yes. right? Yes. And I think that's engagement, tamping down of tensions, but at the same time, recognizing that competition might be inevitable, just mm-hmm. don't ask us to pick a side yeah. in that respect. Fair point. All right, we've been speaking with Nicholas Fung, Managing Director, Black Dot, and Director for Security and Global Affairs, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.